0: Welcome to Quitters Never Give Up, the fan podcast that discusses all things Kevin and Bean. I'm Christopher Rosales, and with me is listener Lindsay, Jennifer Sunshine, and listener Edwin. On today's show, we have a lot of stuff to talk about regarding the anniversary of the last Kevin in the Morning show, Kevin and Sluggo on KLOS, the podcast Roundup, and another clip by Lindsay. All right, so let's start off with the anniversary of the Kevin in the Morning show, the last one.
1: So where were you guys when you heard that?
2: Well, I was lucky because since I'm a pool man, I just drive around and listen to Kevin and being all day so I could listen to the whole show. So I remember Monday came up and it was just Kevin in the studio. So this was before the pandemic really got rolling and we had lockdowns and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's odd. Of course, by this time, I was always scared anytime there was a change. If someone wasn't on, if someone wasn't talking, I'm like, oh, my God, who got fired this time? So I just had a bad feeling in my stomach. Tuesday was like a best of or something like that. Or I think they just played music. And then we all remember Wednesday, Kevin came on and told us what happened.
3: World famous K-Rock. It is Kevin Ryder here. I have something to say that's very difficult. Um, I've worked at K-Rock for over 30 years, almost 31. I started the first day of 1990. Yesterday, I got a phone call that I and everyone here on the morning show at K Rock was fired. And it was a surprise to all of us. All of us. Me, Ali, Jensen, the King of Mexico Beer Mug, Old Man Ruben, even Power 106 Board Op Destiny, who just started like three months ago. If they knew me, they were let go. Why were we fired? I don't really know. Uh... This isn't a joke. It's actually it actually happened. I would like to thank K Rock for allowing me to come on this morning and say goodbye because a lot of people don't get that chance. This radio station was built by a lot of people before me. A lot of those people are verified lunatics. The world famous K Rock was built by lunatics: Rick Carroll, Rodney Bingenheimer, Richard Blade, Jed the Fish, our former program director Kevin Weatherly, who left about a month ago, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Money Smith, Adam Carolla, Doctor Drew, Lightning, that guy Bean. RIP, uh, music director, Lisa Worden. There's so many different people. It's a, it's an incomplete list and there are too many people to mention and I don't want to forget anyone, uh, but they've been like family for a long time. And some of them are in the studio with me and it's crazy. New people in charge now, they um, they weren't here for the building of the world famous K-Rock. I don't think it means anything to them. They're, it's a numbers business. And there's no family aspect to it anymore. It's only numbers. But this place was built without numbers. It was musicians, artists, music, the special relationship between the music, the station, and our fans. There's no other radio station on the planet that has had the support and the love of fans like K-Rock has. You guys have been incredibly loyal and loving and giving. And many of you have literally grown up with us because Bean and I are incredibly old, but I just wanted to take this time to say thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for connecting with our music, our lifestyle, our weirdness, for being along for the ride. Um, We've talked many times about the charity that I help run Friends and Helpers. Every single time, when there's a point where we needed you guys, we would tell you and you would go overboard helping these sweet people escaping the abusive relationships. There aren't words enough to say how grateful I am for your support especially for that. Truthfully, it was uh, an incredible privilege to have been able to create what we did. And all of us worked at this station are extremely proud of what we accomplished. We still are, we always will be. Along the way, the one criticism I've had about the station from day one is that they've always treated me, along with everybody else here, like we're lucky to have jobs. And the management of the station uses that at times to be incredibly cruel to people. Um, Some of the more higher profile ones have been Lisa May, Ralph Garman. You guys know those stories all too well. There's a lot of people who left because of the toxicity of what was going on here. And look, with any great project, there's problems. So there were problems and this station handled them poorly at times. People who made huge contributions were discarded like they were trash or left the station because, like I said, it was toxic. To everybody that worked here in any capacity, thank you. Allie and Jensen and I worked for a long time. This is a ridiculous way for us to be treated as well. Um, I, have all the, I have all the faith in the world in Allie and Jensen. They're both incredibly talented people, but they didn't deserve this from our station. Our boss said, you know, there's never a good time for this. No, but there is a bad time for this and it's during a global pandemic when all the businesses are basically shutting down. It's not a uh, great time to be looking for a job. So, the king of Mexico, beer mug, Omar, old man Ruben, Destiny, all of us were fired and we'll have to look for work. I don't understand all of that. We live in an incredibly polarized society where everybody's screaming at each other and spewing hatred and i'm truly baffled by k-rock's cold heartless attitude toward the people who built this station they'll say it's just business but for a long time it, it wasn't for a long time it was family and no business i could spend all day on that but i really just wanted to say thank you for listening for being part of this journey your loyalty has been very humbling and appreciated and to everyone i work with it's been a crazy fun ride it had to end sometime. sorry it ended so suddenly and sorry it happened like this i'm gonna go sleep for about a week okay bye
2: yeah i was thinking of what he said k-rock was the edgy you know the, the crazy the punk attitude mm-hmm. and then they got i think they kind of got bigger than they ever thought they'd get you know they're yeah, number yeah. one they never thought they'd be that they were a little stationed out of pasadena and then the numbers guys took over
1: So back on the Kevin and Bean days when there was a newscaster and they would take those clips and they would make puns out of everything. And the the morning crew would just make fun of it and everything. And this is what Kevin was talking about on Kevin and Sluggo the other day. And it was a broadcaster, he sound, the way Kevin described him, he was, you know, in a nice suit and put together and and it wrote this to be very serious. But all the double entendres and all the puns in it are freaking hysterically.
3: That's that's not cool. And then there was a rumor that all of the um, United States uh, people who work in the embassy. Right. Were subjected to the anal probe when they showed up. And this guy, I not I don't. I think he's making um, jokes all the way through it. <laughs> but he's very, very um, buttoned up, and he's wearing a suit, and he's very serious. But earlier that day, he wasn't. But listen to all of the double entendres that he says <laughs> okay. as they talk about the U.S. officials
4: being anally swabbed. <laughs> Wait, did China really force some U.S. diplomats to undergo anal swab testing for COVID-19? The constant headbutting between the two countries is probing new lows in this latest dispute. So let's try to get to the bottom of the matter. Starting from the top, US media reports said the dastardly Chinese had recently subjected American diplomatic staff to undignified rectal probing with cotton swabs in the name of pandemic control. The US State Department was apparently very sore about this outrage of modesty and lodged a protest directly with the Chinese Foreign Ministry. The State Department had never agreed to this kind of testing, it was quoted as saying. Employees have now been instructed to tell people to back off if asked to undergo such humiliation and degradation. Words like Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations were bandied about to amplify the indignation of the purportedly offended party. I need to memorize those words.
3: Yeah!
4: (laughs) What's more, according to these reports, the Americans had received assurances from the Chinese that diplomats were exempt from this kind of testing and whatever happened, had happened in error. China's side of the story was a blanket denial. What a surprise. the foreign ministry saying (laughs) it had never required US diplomats to bend over for below the belt testing. The thing is, rectal swabbing for the coronavirus has been underway since the beginning of the year in some Chinese cities that have ramped up screening for hidden infections among high risk people, including arrivals from overseas. It's more reliable than nasal swabbing because traces of the virus remain longer in fecal matter than in the respiratory tract. At the same time, China has decided that mass testing of this type would be too inconvenient, and a national rollout is not necessary. For the morbidly curious at heart, if you must know, the process involves a cotton swab three to five centimeters long being (laughs) inserted in one's rectum and gently rotated for 10 seconds for sample excavation. (laughs) excavation. Those at the receiving end have described it as a quick and painless experience, but also very awkward. (laughs) Keep in mind that when the US accuses China of anything, especially human rights violations, there is a glaring credibility deficit because of the sheer double standards and hypocrisy. This is what diplomacy looks like, was how the White House encapsulated it. That's cheeky. <laughs> different strokes for different folks? What a bummer. Listen. Uh, what a bummer.
2: Can't believe Bean, or Kevin played all those uh, puns. He hates yeah. puns.
1: Yeah, right?
2: I guess was about if it's about the backside, he likes it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Each week, we'd like to give you what's going on in the, every podcast within the Kevin and Bean creative universe in something we call the Podcast Roundup. Yeehaw!
5: Click that mouse and open your browser. Plug
0: your shirt and drop them trousers.
5: We've got shots that need your viewing live so hard that you'll start spewing Kevin and Bean. Podcast
2: Roundup.
0: All right. This week on the podcast, i got to start off with the return of Town. Yes, rumors of its demise have been greatly exaggerated. Why did they miss the uh, last week's episode? Was it COVID fog? Was it 16 stations? Was it not my fault? Well, the answer was all three of them. What did they do in their week off? Well, Omar's seven-year-old contemplated death. Beer Mug had a crazy adventure in Hollywood with a homeless man where he helped apprehend someone that assaulted a woman and robbed a man, and the king of Mexico drank water. And this week's episode, we learned that there's a dude in the coven, and they did an interview with Dr. Gill re- regarding COVID vaccine fears. And then, and then there was also some listener participation on this show. As always, they always have great listener participation.
2: <laughs> ooh, ooh, I am the ghost of dave's career <laughs> oh, <laughs>
6: nice hey, Ooh, hey. come back <laughs> hey, come Dave. back how, how is that going man you have been work out of work for almost a year now dude and, and dude, i know it's,
2: it's
5: almost gonna be a full year and it wow. is it's sucky man
6: yeah, like, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah wow. it's not fun. Jesus, dude! It's not fun. Uh, are it you looking really, like in the radio industry? Because I know a couple of people uh, who are radio guys, and they just say, "Yeah, if you're not Kevin Ryder, good luck. You're not getting a job in radio right now."
5: Yeah. Well, it, it's here's the thing, though. Like, like if you're a talent, you have a chance. You know. But like behind the scenes, people like you guys know, like they're just Uh, not hiring. Yeah, everybody spreads. I know you're
2: talking about Stryker and Klein just hired me.
5: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But like, like they're not hiring at a good rate. You know, like everyone's like, all right, well, here you could entry level, and I was like, well, you know, it's I'm a little past that. So yeah, it's tough. Well, hopefully, you know. But at some point, there's gonna have to be a time where I'm like, oh fuck, I just need to eat. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, the call-in topics are always great because they, o- they always interact with the listeners about a month or so after they call in, but they do interact <laughs> and, and the listeners are a big part of the show. Mm-hmm. And I, know, the I used to of-
2: call the B-team when it was the B-team all the time on their Afro line. And I'm like, dang it, they didn't play it. And I'm like two months later, they'd play it. I'm like, I forgot about that by now.
0: <laughs> um, on a cup of tea in a chat, episode right. 60 through 63, We had Bean's death corner. Uh, We find out that Allie is creamy. There was a GIF study about uh, creamy peanut butter and chunky peanut butter. Fights with her printer. Allie fights with birds. And then Allie fights with her computer that she bought while Mercury was in retrograde. And Bean brought up the story that we talked about last week with uh, Kevin uh, bringing up his donkey on Great News. And then there was quiz show Wednesday where they switched roles and Allie was the host. Now, if you... And since Allie didn't have her equipment set up right, she was making them guess what movie it was via an impression of a character in the movie. Uh, And of course, it wouldn't be daylight saving time without being flipping out over daylight (laughs) savings time. This week, we also have a bonus episode where they interview Brad Meltzer.
2: I just listened to that one this Um, morning. Very good. I just ordered two of his books after I listened to him.
0: I I have some of the children's books for my kids. And those are awesome. I have the Millionaire Heart one and the Rosa Parks one. They're all really cool.
2: Oh, one quick thing, uh, if you're talking about Cup of Tea, they were talking about the big interview with Oprah and the Royals, or I don't know, are they Royals, Megan and, yeah. yes. Megan and Moby? I don't know. I loved how Ali said, oh, I don't care about the Royals. And then for 10 minutes, solid, she like yelled about them. <laughs>
0: And, and that crosses over with the Ralph, uh, Ralph report, because uh, Ralph has his uh, UK correspondent, Steve, who always talks about the Royals. Listening to Ali, Ali has me convinced, but with Royals, I never really cared about them. And as uh, Steve, the UK correspondent, says, the Royals are racist? What a surprise. Uh, going back to the, this week with the Cup Latina chat, they did interview Frank Murphy. And in this interview, you get to hear a little bit about how Bean got married to Donna, But the one thing that I, that they brought up that, uh, you know, just triggered this old memory of something that I hadn't thought about in years was Wesley Willis. And that man
5: who we're about to call on the phone is my friend, Frank Murphy. Now Frank, Frank
0: is this guy. You are a nice guy to the max. You are a nice man in me at last. You are a good friend of mine in the mix. You are on my side at last. Frank Murphy, Frank. Murphy Frank Murphy
5: great Wesley Willis singing a song about Frank here
0: you are a working-class dog you are a producer for the Kevin and Bean show you work on a 106.7k rock you are a working-class man Frank Murphy Frank Murphy
6: Frank Murphy Frank Murphy. how do you
0: do Frank Murphy So yeah, Wesley Willis, this was a memory I had from listening to them in the 90s. They used to have Wesley Willis on or play Wesley Willis songs quite a bit. Wesley Willis was a musician from Chicago who was also an artist, who was schizophrenic, who could draw cityscapes from memory. This whole interview made me go do a crazy deep dive into Wesley Willis. It, It just brought up some really old memories of hearing this guy when I was in high school and just wondering who he was and wanting to know more. But yeah, there's a documentary of him on YouTube and it's just really interesting to hear about him. The last clip I wanna play from a cup of tea in a chat, Ali talking about uh, using Redfin for finding places in Maine.
5: Seriously talking about moving? Because I know you've flirted with the (laughs) idea of, hey, one day I'd like to live in Maine again, but it sounded to me like you were more serious this time than usual.
6: Uh, 100% yeah, I literally go online every single day to zillow to um i was going to say red tube i think that's porn uh redfin um i do go to red tube as well uh zillow redfin main homes lifestyle properties of maine every single day i am things. 100% serious
5: what is wouldn't it be awesome if the only place you looked for homes was red tube where you were watching the video and you went, you know what? That's a beautiful living room. I think I would like to check that out. All right. And look think- at that study. Oh, and a pizza man comes right in. <laughs> wow. That's great.
0: You know, that desk is just gorgeous. They're on. Uh, and speaking of porn, uh, going over <laughs> to great news with Kevin and Mike, did you know that Mike had a job naming pornos and he wants to take that over into naming cereals fucky charms
3: (laughs) you would have been hired up that one what about captain munch
0: (laughs) yes he goes on for i don't know a good five ten minutes naming really gross names for cereal so if you want to to listen to some to michael on that you want to listen to episode 28
2: oh real quick before you get off that I didn't put it on my roundup of flashbacks, but they had a porn star in, and uh, Mike actually did name a couple of her movies. Her name was Jessica Drake, I think, something like that.
0: Moving on, Mike talks about Kevin's text at festivals. I remember one time you and I were at Coachella. Yeah. And we met up, and I was with my wife, and you're like, Hey, guys, how are you? I'm going to go see the Sahara tent. And we are like, okay, no problem. And we were keeping texting yeah, back and forth. We were keeping tabs on each other. And by the end of the night, your texts to me were like J J X Y two nine one. That's a lie. <laughs> and I showed him. I was like, "What? Is, what?" Is, and she's like, what, "What's wrong?" I was like, "What are you?
3: <laughs> what's wrong?"
2: You know, <laughs> early in the
3: night, early in the afternoon, it was like, "Hey guys, where are you? I'm going to see the refuse." I'm going to say that's uh, that's spell check. I don't know fake why news. it was fake drunk, okay. but the spell check on my phone was drunk, not me. Yes, the spell check on his <laughs> phone was drunk, not him.
2: That was a long time thing of Kevin and his text to people. Wasn't well, that a text, Radeon Durf?
0: Moving on to the Ralph report, March 5th to the 12th. March 5th, Ralph does a family-friendly video vault. Uh, we find out that Eddie's donating extra money to charity for kids' dentistry. The, the extra money that he got from his GoFundMe that we talked about last week, uh, because they raised so much money to cover it, he's donating that to a charity that he hasn't found yet. Um, our galaxy is coming to an end. Eddie and Ralph discuss hypnosis. Eddie was hypnotized for to treat his anxiety and depression. Ralph got hypnotized for smoking. I never thought Ralph would be the type to get hypnotized. I want to say one quick thing to Dan for his happy hit segment. I would like my money back uh, as promised for that rush song. And then there was a mystery munch Monday. So spoiler alert. If you want to listen to Monday's episode, Eddie finally eats oysters to quote Eddie. It tastes like the ocean pissed in my mouth.
1: Well, Eddie- funny because when they listen to the ralph report every day when they ask if he's gonna eat it or not i'm always like gambling you know like oh he's not gonna eat that he's not gonna, like there's no way he was gonna like an oyster and so it was just but it was so funny but his reaction was just hysterical
0: um uh, this week he uh, ralph interviewed noodles from the offspring to discuss their new album tv tuesday crosses over a little bit with a cup of tea and a chat because they had, the tv tuesday theme was for peaky blinders so ali should have done a guest spot for that show <laughs> Ralph Garman then talked about his appearances on KLOS. He mentioned that he was just helping them out from time to time, but he has no plans to be part of the show. He also talked about why he won't do LaQuisha anymore because he got requested. He got a request to do LaQuisha on Cameo. We all can figure out why that is. For next week, uh, for the Four Star Generals, the live show is going to be on Saint Patrick's Day. They're going to record it Tuesday night, and Ralph is going to be, in his words, let's see, I want to get this right quote it he's going to be shit-faced this is going to be the first time he's going to be drunk on the ralph report is how how he describes it actually if there's a show on wednesday i will be disappointed because i would have expected ralph to be too shit-faced to finish the whole show Uh, one thing i wanted to focus on for from the ralph report is ralph's citizen of the week perhaps show ralph talked about this guy tom garvey who wrote a book called the secret apartment where he documents living in a stadium in veteran stadiums in philadelphia for three years. He worked in the parking area with his uncles who also had a contract for concessions and he turned a storage area into a a fully furnished apartment for three years from 1979 to 1981. And this just blew Ralph's mind. As an Eagles fan, as a Phillies fan, Ralph, you know, just totally taken aback as to how somebody could figure out how to do this. Both him and Eddie and myself, to be honest, just would love to have that experience of just three years living inside a stadium, you know, get to see every game, you know, Every and
1: concert. That would be awesome. Every
0: concert. It, one of those years was one of the, was the Eagles run up to the Super Bowl. So you get to see a lot of, a, a lot of winning for at least one year. For me, that was like, wow, this guy really knows how to live.
2: Now on a cup of tea, they had a segment about, someone who lived behind someone's apartment, remember? And Allie <laughs> yeah, yeah. was all freaked out about it because like the guy would just go into this person's house and she would notice things would be moved and, and she was freaked out. That's like one of her many, many fears. So yeah. I guess that was the week of people living in spaces, crawl spaces.
0: Well, this was a little Here. bit different than a crawl space. He had right. an apartment. He would have after parties after the game. He was, he was
2: living the life.
1: Okay, so moving on to listener Edwin and the week that was, 2010.
2: Our old friend Wing is back. She's calling in with new songs. This one would be great for Kevin on his news station. (laughs) Well, they are Australian. She's in New Zealand. So maybe they just uh, met at a party. High quality keyboard there. Okay, now she gets into the singing. Wow. Brutal, right?
5: <laughs> Magnificently so.
2: Okay, another thing that happened, Bean was giving a speech at Green River College in Auburn, Washington. So he was very excited about that, of course. He was talking about the FCC. Now, of course, that led Ralph to do a imitation of Bean giving his speech. So there's a little bit of that.
6: <laughs> I am not a big fan of the FCC because the first letter F is the sixth letter in the alphabet. And then C is three. And then the other C is three. That's 633. Those numbers are ugly. Who would put a six next to two threes? Although... Two threes do add up to six, it's an even number with two odd numbers. I would, I would so not like to have that in my phone number. You Did you know that Rich Uncle Moneybags from Monopoly was renamed Mr. Monopoly in 1999? <laughs> wait, why, why, why is funnel cake so good? In the average lifetime, a person will walk the equivalent of five times around the equator. The most common name in the world is Mohammed. The, the first known contraceptive was crocodile dung, used by the Egyptians in 2000 BC. Nerd. The word nerd was first used by Dr.
2: Seuss in the book, If I Ran the Zoo. Why are you wasting our time? <laughs> the most... One other thing I loved about that was that brought out one of Mrs. Cleo's greatest sound bites.
1: Why are you wasting our time?
2: So I always wondered where that came from. I thought she was yelling at somebody, <laughs> but it came from that bit. Oh, this turned out to now. be a big week for Miss Cleo because she also had her rules for concerts. Do you guys have any rules for concerts? No.
1: Okay. I can't think of any now. Well, she home. has
2: a ton of them. Now, let's start off. This is Miss Cleo at K-Rock in a very edgy station. What concert do you think she went to? Uh, Neil Diamond you think it'd be something cool. She works at K-Rock, for God's sake. So let's hear what she went to.
1: I'm at a Bon Jovi concert.
2: Bon Jovi. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I guess she was really rocking out because she was mad at the crowd around her. She has some rules for concerts.
1: That's my number one rule, by the way. Stand up. You're at a concert.
2: So stand up. Don't sit down. You got to stand the whole dang time, according to Miss Cleo. Now, she's got more rules.
1: If you're at the concert, you're a fan. I don't right. need to see it on your t-shirt.
2: No t-shirt. You can't wear a concert t-shirt. To me, that's ridiculous. That's the coolest thing possible. Okay, she, And she's very fired up, you'll notice. Miss Cleo's is. Don't blast the band's music in the parking lot outside the venue. <laughs> it's
1: the lamest thing ever. What's oh. wrong with
6: what? you? What? That's so stupid. You're going to go see him in 15 minutes, and I want, you're going to go see the live thing.
2: <laughs> so you got to stand up the whole time. Can't wear the T-shirt, can't blast the music in the parking lot. A lot of rules, and she's really, really sincere about it. Okay, Uh Celebrity Birthdays, here's a big one.
5: Mickey Dolan's of the Monkees, Kevin, that's just for you. I know you're great. a big Monkees fan, so <laughs> I wanted a true.
2: great... Now they're being, or Kevin's on KLOS, maybe he can play some Monkees. Okay. He'll, he'll get Rodney to listen.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: You guys remember Emmanuel Lewis? Yeah. Yes. Webster. So it was his birthday. Let's see what they had to say about him.
3: And the final question for Emmanuel is: do birds ever pick you up and carry you off to their nests?
2: Uh, no, but that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, Gary Coleman's mortal enemy, I suppose. Another little guy with a show. Uh, another big birthday, Olivia Wilde. They love Olivia Wilde over there, and I don't blame them. And Olivia Wilde, speaking of screwing, is uh, funny. Giggity, Six years old. giggity, giggity. Now, funny thing about that, that clip of Quagmire, I set that into Bean. One day, out of the blue, after he'd played a few of my clips, he emails me, can you send me some Quagmire clips, giggity clips? I'm like, Bean's emailing me? Heck yeah. So I got on YouTube. I got on everything. Sent him that giggity clip. So this was on a Sunday.
3: So Monday, here's what happened in the opening. Morning, everybody. It's the uh, Kevin and Bean Show. It's Tuesday, the 17th of Poon.
5: Giggity, giggity, giggity.
3: (laughs) That was an exceptional one. I don't think I've heard that one yet. Uh -uh. Fantastic.
2: So here's Kevin. That's an exceptional one. I never heard that. Bean can't give some to the drummer? That's good old listener Edwin sent that in? No. Didn't even (laughs) mention it. Do you guys remember Cute Corner by Dave? He was trying to do on the internet roundup cute corner which was little animal videos remember he loved all those things like bub the cat and stuff well he tried they did a scientific survey and fortunately he got voted down and here's this kind of sums up the whole thing with
3: an afro call to get the uh, cute corner going on our <laughs> website where he's going to put up videos of cute animals right we did a scientific survey we had people vote and he said no <laughs> so it got taken down but that's what this is a response to. you gotta be kidding me
5: Cute corner, what a f- you are, king. The <laughs> king of
2: Mexico is a. F- I agree. Well, that's a flashback for this week in 2010.
1: So, we all remember Halloween 2018. We heard about the gargling incident, but another thing that happened on this day was the premiere of one of Omar's masterpieces. Now, this is based on a Bastille song that plays on K-Rock. However, because I played this so many times, I cannot listen to the original song without singing the parody version.
6: Hey, uh, DJ Omar Khan. Hey, you Hall of Fame radio broadcasters. Come on, Don't even start like
1: that. (laughs) What are you guys
6: doing?
3: Well, we were doing well right up until now. You guys have nothing to worry about. Look, look, look.
5: We know we're terrible, okay? You're not going to come in here and break any news here. I know you do the B-Team podcast with your little friends, and you go back and listen to old tapes of the Kevin DeBee Show and critique
6: it. We know we suck. Listen, listen, I I beg to disagree, because if you sucked, then you would not be in the Radio Hall of Fame. Why don't you shut up and just get to the clips? Alongside (laughs) the likes of Vince Scully, Mm. Bob Hope. I mean... Jack Benny. Unreal. Right. Larry King. Yes, what? they all deserved it. Casey exactly. Kasem. No. Right. They, A legend was... like Wolfman Jack. I know. Wow.
5: There was one mistake that was made and it was the listen, year they put Dick, it out of the Hall of Fame.
3: I don't think they even knew it was us because the day we got inducted to the Hall of Fame, they tweeted, congrats to Kevin and Bean from Kiss FM. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They tweeted that. Yeah. I don't think they even knew it was uh, us. But, I think
6: they thought they were getting Seacrest. Listen, you guys try to downplay your okay. greatness. Yeah, all right. And you, you know, Allie. Mhm. Let's face it, we work yeah. with legends, we radio really legends. You we know. really That's true. piling it on Okay, Let's, get to, the, let's I, get to the embarrassing clips. I am Listen. thankful. They're they're approaching 30 years. Alright. Mm-hmm. Let's get to K-Rock, the K Rock. Bring yeah. in the yucks. They're, you know what sure. I mean? They're, they're just so awesome. And over the years, I've done a couple of song tributes to you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done like <laughs> <Wow>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know. take all of the time right there. So
6: listen, you guys are masters of the mic. We mm-hmm. all know that, right? You guys are titans of the talk. Oh, you guys are gosh. behemoths of broadcasting. <laughs> so I've done This couple... is gonna be really so, bad. So be... I've done a couple of songs, like you know, Kevin's a Big headed drunkie, but Mm -hmm. you know, I've been along this journey with you for about 15 years Mm -hmm. here with Kevin and Bean. Yes, and I have. Are there any clips associated with this? There is, there is. There's actually, I'm gonna do a heartfelt song tribute because you know, I've always done a song kind of like you know, mocking Kevin and Bean, Mm -hmm. and over the years, I think, post uh, being inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame you guys, like a fine wine, have gotten better with age. So I, I did a little tribute song, and this is all post right? <laughs> <laughs> and if is right, we have to go downstairs you know what? No, to we interview have, in we the, the parking lot. we have plenty of time okay. for this, so. Um, I put together a little tribute for you guys, oh, and no. uh, I want to give props. To, uh, Trevor, the imaging director, did the vocals on this, <sighs> oh, okay. and uh, this is just a little tribute to, uh, to okay. Kevin and Bean and how they've just gotten better oh, you already uh, that. since uh, the, ra- the being inducted okay. into the Radio Hall of Fame. All okay. right. Lately, I've been, I've been thinking, you guys sound so much crappier, you guys sound so much crappier when the morning comes. You want to have some fun, but when you turn on the mic, we can hear you and you sound so stupid and so dumb. How are you, boy? Every moment, <laughs> would you like to take that back? Cause you talk for a living, and I can't believe they let
3: you broadcast on it. Mm, I don't know, that's a, you talk for a living. <laughs>
6: I cannot believe that you guys get paid to do this. Sorry.
3: You guys are freaking ejects. I'm just a dumbass? This is a tribute to Why? Tribute to Kevin and Bean I think sale uh, Friday 10 at noon Friday <laughs> 10 at noon, why would I say that? <laughs> <laughs> nope Very talented actor Dylan McDermott here
5: on the K-Rock uh, Morning Show What's well, That's us, right Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever called it that You guys sound so much crappier You guys
3: sound so much crappier Two three five two zero H uh, A F R O twenty four hours a day. <laughs> no
5: H. With H. They had to do that emergency thing where they uh, whatever it is they they put on you to know, bring your breath back or whatever. <laughs> it's probably not the best description.
3: And right. then to get that response just pours fire yeah. on the on the. Uh, you know, gasoline, whatever. How However that one works. Okay. However that
5: works. Yeah. 1-800-520-1067, that's the number for the Kevin to beat AFRO line. We have your calls on no. the air. What? No. Is that not right?
3: Three two three five two zero. afro There you go. Yep. That's the number oh. for the Kevin to beat AFRO line. Jesus. It is the Kevin and Bean Show at 22 minutes after 9 o'clock. You're listening to... Oh, you already said that part. Yep. (laughs) 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 Hey, Dr. Drew
5: on the phone, you guys. I said that part
6: like
3: 12 seconds ago.
6: You guys sound so much crappier. You guys sound so much crappier.
3: Now, I know that's a tenuous... What's the word I'm looking for after tenuous? Anyone? (laughs) just being quiet on purpose, because that's the rule. (laughs) I know that's a weak example, is what I'm trying to say. Would it be a connection? A connection? connection? Could that be it? Thank you, Bean. (laughs) Connection is the word I could not think of. Lately, I've been, I've been thinking.
6: You guys sound so much crappier. You guys sound so much crappier.
5: Wow, this is something. The only thing I can think is... Uh, mistaken door, mistaken door. They they mistaken thought they going... doorbell identity. <laughs> no, I was thinking. I, I'm not sure how to say it, but they they meant to go to somebody else's house, got the wrong uh, apartment or condo or house number, whatever you have. How
3: about wrong address, like that?
5: <laughs> that would have been a more succinct way to say it.
3: Yeah, you guys are real. Just, you're real. Con... What's the word I'm looking for? Disserty! You're really deserting. <laughs>
1: Woo!
5: Andrew Sicilio on the line. Uh, Andrew Siciliano, I should say. More pronounced better.
3: <laughs> huh? What? you all right? <laughs> More pronounced better.
1: Oh, you blow.
3: Um, you blow. No. You <laughs> blow. blow.
1: blow.
3: That's, that's the secret success, secret to the success of that show.
1: Well said. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, oh my God. I mean, oh, Hall
2: of Fame! I mean, I gotta Gaute, admit. Gaute, 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 Gaute. I gotta wow. admit, that was pretty good.
6: You're welcome. Uh.